Hello and welcome to the third episode in the Package Builder season of TM Podcast Black Belt Edition, our podcast about detailed topics of transportation management. Today is the 12th of October of 2020. My name is Felipe Hernandez Plazas and I will be again your host for this episode. Marcus, it's very nice to have you again as our expert guest. Welcome back. Glad to be here. Nice. Okay, so in our first two episodes, we took a deep dive into the Package Builder Profile and some related profiles. The Package Builder Profile is the most important settings object for the Package Builder. But to take advantage of the full potential, we also need to make other adjustments. So in today's episode, we will look at Master Data Definitions. Okay, so Marcus, what is the importance of master data for the package builder? Um, obviously, with the package builder component itself, you want to package uh, items in business documents or in business transactions. Um, so the thing you actually physically want to package is reflected in the material master data, for example. And depending on the um, yeah, customer scenario, um, yeah, the level of yeah, correct definition raises depending on the quality of packaging you want to achieve. So with a very, very uh, yeah, yeah, direct packing, where you say, for example, 10 pieces make a full pallet, for example, um, Yeah, only minimal definitions in the material master are required. But for example, if you want to use the optimizer, so the new uh, available functionality of the detailed mixed package building, uh, you need to define more. Okay. So from a 10,000 feet perspective, the master data reflects the real physical aspects of the items to be packaged. And what would the would be the bare minimum that the package builder would require to to get a meaningful result back? Um, yeah, as I said, I mean actually not even the dimensions and the weight are required if you run a scenario where you, for example, would only create full pallets. So uh, in the material master data, I think the description is a mandatory field, and of course the ID of the material master data. Uh, but all of the other fields are basically optional. And depending on what you have entered, the package builder can either be executed in the required mode or not. And then it would basically return the, um, the item as unpackaged if it cannot um, process it correctly due to missing attributes. Uh, but really, the, yeah, what is required depends on the mode that you have selected in that scenario. Okay, if I were a customer and I wanted to set up some master data for the materials that I want to package, where would I do that? Mm -hmm. There's an application for the defined material available under the master data um, menu uh, of TM. Uh, and if you enter that transaction, uh, I think the backend transaction code would be MM01 to mm -hmm. create the material or MM02 to uh, change an existing material. Uh, and if you enter that transaction, uh, basically you are asked to um, give the material you want to create an ID. Um, and then to, uh, I think, select uh, the business uh, purpose of that material and also a material type. So in our example, for example, we start with um, yeah, um, yeah, finished product. So that we in our scenario would produce and then want to deliver to our customer. So we would select that and if the system allows us to create it, uh, so the basic checks run that everything required is entered, then we enter the transaction and there we can define under the basic data the description for our material. That is important when you enter it into a business document where not only the ID is displayed but also the description um, that it appears there. 
uh, and explain what the product actually is. Um, so it gives you a second option to not only, for example, use yeah, numeric IDs for the ID because this uh, might be historically grown, uh, but also to give it a reasonable uh, description. Okay, so this is actually also the master data or the material maintenance that is also used for many others, um, many other applications yeah. in our SAP yeah. systems. Right. So this is uh, from the from the core component of the S4, and um, the package builder, of course, only reuses this central master data material definition, which makes sense, of course, because customers would like to have one place to define their uh, master data. Settings. Okay, yeah. so you mentioned we have the basic data view where we have a description. This description will be used also when it's shown in the documents, for example. We have also uh, general data in this basic data. Yes, there the most important thing obviously is the base unit of measure for the product. Um, so depending on however you want to classify this, uh, it can be each or it can be a case or it can be whatever your material master data uh, is defined. And typically, um, yeah, this is something that most of our customers already have in the system. When they start with TM, they have it from other applications. Uh, so this is typically uh, not adjustable. So um, actually, historically grown, we had the requirement to adapt our basic thinking, how the package builder should work more to the existing master data than to our vision, how it would run in an optimal way. So uh, typically, the material that you produce is defined in manufacturing, and there the base unit of measure for the material is typically decided Okay, so that would be a given. That's also a good advantage of reusing the master data for materials, which already is in the system. So usually we would have already some definitions. This would also include, for example, the dimensions. Yeah. Ideally, if not, I mean, the customers need to complete it. Yeah, I mean, as I've said, um, the package builder doesn't require it for all of the processing modes. But my understanding is that in most of the scenarios, customers know how the material looks like and typically they also have maintained the dimensions and the weight uh, for for this product. Okay. Uh, and actually on, on, the, on the basic data tab, there is nothing else mandatory required for the package builder. So in, the, in this transaction, we have many, many views because it's a central... Uh, definition for ma material master data and you also see in some of these views some fields related to packaging for example here something like packaging material data but we, we need to be sure then this is not relevant for our package builder because there are other yep. packaging components yep. and um, and I see and as I've understood we don't have that many places it's important now in this episode that we define them yep. and we stick uh, to them Right, I would propose that we uh, explicitly talk about the uh, fields that are relevant and then the key takeaway for the listener is then that all of the other fields we do not talk about are not relevant for the package builder. Um, okay, so you here. need to listen carefully then, dear listeners. The first one is in this basic data view is our description and our base unit of measure and maybe relevant for the process would be also the dimensions depending on how you want to package and what would be another view that we need to consider yeah maybe one additional note it might be that in the business application using the package builder some of the other fields are automatically extracted out of the out of the material master data and then used to enrich the business document but they are not relevant for the processing logic uh, of the package builder itself. So I cannot talk about all of the fields that might be relevant in the application context. We talk about really the functional fields uh, steering the behavior of the package builder engine. Okay, and I think we would get also into the detail when we actually look at the logic of the package builder and when we see what the master data is reading. 
that will be also a key point to to understand what actually we need. But yes. from the point of view of, of maintenance uh, for the material master data, so this is uh, we will be looking at the at the few places yes. that we need. Yes, and coming to your question, what would be um, another view that is important for the package builder? We can uh, choose uh, on uh, in the toolbar on top the uh, switch to the additional data. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, additional data. Mm -hmm. And there, uh, there is a tab available, units of measure. Mm -hmm. And this is very, very important for the package builder. Okay, so the second tab called units of measure. So the first entry that you see there is always mandatory, the one-to-one -one base unit of measure entry that defines the, how the product is physically in the system in the base unit of measure. So, for example, one each, how much does it weight? What is the dimension of one each? Or may it be a case? Okay, so in, in, in this example, we actually have uh, some can of a beverage and we see that the first entry is one case equals one case. So mm -hmm. this is the first entry that you mentioned uh, yep. that every product has with their uh, corresponding base units of measure it's also grayed out everything uh, in the in the columns for the quantity is grayed out which means it's something that uh, cannot be changed and it's something that that is necessary mm -hmm. and if you scroll then to the right uh, to see the attributes what you uh, encounter there is the length the width and the height and of course a unit of measure definition I think if you enter that, the system automatically calculates the volume, but you, it's also uh, possible to manually maintain that. Um, I have to uh, say here that the volume uh, definition from the material master data is not considered by the package builder because we calculate this automatically out of the dimensions. Mm -hmm. okay. So there might be different expectations how this field is handled, but this is the status quo. We calculate uh, the cubic volume out of the dimensions. Okay, and I see also the dimensions for for width, height, and length are maintained in this example in millimeters. Mm -hmm. But someone could also maintain this, for example, in meters. What would happen in the package builder? Would this also be taken as meters and processed? Yeah, I mean, this is of course supported to use whatever uh, dimension unit of measure you want to use here. Uh, the package builder internally normalizes this to millimeter um, to have a common unit um, where it can process multiple products together in a normalized manner. Okay. Okay, and this, as you mentioned, the volume gets calculated automatically, but it's not taken into account by the package builder. We have also seen in, in, uh, for customer some setup inconsistencies. For example, this is, as you mentioned, some applications do take this into consideration. For example, transportation management. And there may be some inconsistencies between the length, width, and height, and the volume if there have been some changes. So... Um, you need to be careful at that place, but the package builder only works on the on the base dimensions. Yep. The next fields are uh, gross and net weight with a weight unit of measure. Um, the package builder uses this to uh, validate the sum of the uh, gross weight of the products um, in uh, respect to the defined limits for a package. So if you say, for example, uh, a thousand kilograms can be on the pallet, uh, it would basically sum up the uh, gross weight of the products it wants to put on there. And depending on the customer scenario, it might hit that limit or uh, it might first hit the volume limit. Okay, so actually it's uh, the net weight will not be then relevant for the package builder at all. Okay, so the gross weight will be our key weight definition. The same thing here for the unit of measure of weight, we have kilogram. What would the package builder use as a normalization? It uses internally uh, grams. So the next relevant fields uh, in uh, those alternative unit of measure definitions is the max uh, stack factor. Mm -hmm. um, this basically defines um, 
in ja, die Adjusted Logic of the Package Builder, how often can this product with its base unit of measure be stacked onto itself when being processed by the new package builder optimizer. Okay, so, so you for have example. for example, you have the can cases here and you define here, for example, seven, then the optimizer would at most stack seven of those uh, cases on top of each other. So in total, we would have seven yep. cases. Okay. Correct. Correct. And uh, we will come to that a little bit later. Um, this is also supported when having first level reference materials sharing the same uh, definitions. So it might be irrelevant what actual beverage is in those cans uh, in relation to how they can be stacked. Okay, so and uh, if I do not want to set a limit, then I would leave it empty or set a very high number? Uh, you can leave it empty. Okay, okay um, what about the next fields? There's um, a maximum top load and a unit of measure for that. I think those are the last fields that are relevant uh, in, in those definitions, even if there are more attributes available in the generic material master data, but for the package builder, uh, this is simply taken yeah, from the material uh, and added to the packages itself. So for the uh, entry that we just discussed, so um, to represent the uh, product itself, uh, this max top load is uh, not used at all. Uh, but for the definitions that are available in here, um, to define a full package quantity, so sticking to our example, uh, we have cases of cans, Uh, and we say that a full palette uh, of those products um, contains 100 cases, we can add the maximum top load of the full quantity palette described in this entry. Um, and this is then used as a limitation for the load planning component. So it's yeah, picked up by the package building. It enriches the result packages that are then input for the next process step that would be in TM, the load planning. And then when actually yeah, loading the full quantity pallets of such a product into a truck or a trailer or a container, the optimizer there would be able to consider this limit when stacking the pallets, for example, on top of each other. And uh, now, I mean, we started actually for yeah, this use case of the unit of measure definitions in the product from the back. So um, for the product itself, um, actually the pure base unit of measure to base unit of measure entry would be sufficient to already run a package building. Uh, but typically our customers, they know how the product comes out of the factory so sticking to the example, 100 cases make a full pallet. And in case within the business process, the quantity is sufficient to yeah, create a full quantity pallet, there's no requirement to apply any other algorithm then. So this is actually what you know. You can describe it uh, very concrete. So you could say 100 cases make one unit of measure for my full quantity palette, maybe PAL. And then you can say, this is the dimension of such a full quantity palette. I know exactly the weight of this. And of, of course, I know how it behaves when I use it in load planning for the stacking. So I know, can something be stacked on uh, a full quantity palette containing this product? What you're saying, and, and we are in this tab or in this area for alternative units of measure, and we see a table. We just described that the first entry is always the definition of one unit or one base unit of measure with its properties, such as dimensions. But we can also use this table to further define this basic logic of building a full package in the package builder by adding another entry. Yeah. 
And the, here we would say one case is not one case, but for example, 100 cases is one PAL. This would be our definition of a full package then. Yeah. Yeah, that is correct. And so far, this is completely independent of do I actually use a pallet in this business scenario or not. So it's even possible here in the in the um, material master data for the product to have as many definitions as you like. So you might transport or package uh, this product onto a Euro pallet, for example, in Europe, onto a chap pallet for example, in Australia, in some other scenarios, you might put it into a pallet cage. And for all of those different um, target package materials that might be relevant in some other regions or in some other business context, you can fully specify how a full quantity package picking the target package material looks like. So for, uh, sticking to the example, 100 cases make a full euro pallet and maybe 120 pieces make a full chap pallet and 70 pieces or cases make a pallet cage. Mm -hmm. So this is not limited here at all and it, it at that stage doesn't steer the behavior of the package building itself what in yeah yeah in regards to what is the target package type and we come to that later I think. Mm -hmm. And the semantics of the length, width, and height fields, if I define a full package here, for example, 100 cases is one pallet, one euro pallet in, in your example. Mm -hmm. So the length, width, and height, do they change in meaning? Uh, they actually do not change in the meaning, uh, but it is important to know here that the height that you define here is only the product material. So it excludes the height of the actual pallet because this later comes from the package material definition. So in the system, you can have a, a Euro pallet represented and there you maintain how a Euro pallet looks like regarding the dimension and also the weight. Uh, and then you can basically add from the from the product onto this defined and at a very yeah at a single spot defined palette can add whatever product you want to put onto that. Also here I have to um, yeah, say that uh, we have some customers that uh, understand this logic a little bit different so they would like to include already the package material in such a full quantity definition in the in the product but currently it is as it is okay so we only have the possibility to define the equivalence of how large um, given unit of measure of this package will be in in, in uh, measured by the number of products and this is another uh, keyword, the product. So what we're looking at now is the definition, the master data definition for a product that is to be packaged. But I would also assume that we have the same possibility to define the package material itself also as a master data. Yeah, that is true. Uh, but for completeness sake, I also have to mention here that uh, we talked now about the def definition to define how the product itself looks like and how much it weights. We talked about the full package quantity that there can be many. But one very specific thing here is that um, if you are in a scenario where you typically uh, also have a layer quantity where you define that, for example, 10 pieces or cases make a stable layer when combining multiple uh, different products, so the mixed package building, um, you would also define it here. Uh, in the system, when you check the units of measure that are delivered, um, there is nothing like a layer definition, so this always requires a custom unit of measure that you can maintain under the NetWeaver general settings uh, definition. There you find, uh, I think, check units of measure. Um, and then you can add this information here to the product material. Um, and that 
again, if you do so, improves the result of the package builder itself. Because then, for example, when it has 25 pieces, it can handle 20 pieces completely as a block and only take care of the five remaining pieces when it comes to the optimizer or the volume-based uh, mixed package building. And we talked about the mixed package building modes uh, in the podcast uh, um, about the package building profile. Okay, but there is no... Um The, the, for a layer, we don't have a packaging material, so that's only for the pellet. Yeah. Okay. And the weight that we, if we have a pellet, the weight is also meant as the weight of the pellet itself. So it's not the weight of the full pellet or? Yeah, that is true. I mean, for the package material itself, uh, it always defines the, the package material without any product because it can be used in multiple contexts. Okay. Okay, and I understand, of course, do we have then customers who have different package materials with the same unit of measure? Mm -hmm. And so probably that's what also the wish to be able to define the package material because here we would be able to define the um, some characteristics of the package material, but for all of the package materials with the same unit of measure. Okay, that is true. So maybe in the future. So, But for now, let's stick to the present. We have now a product. And as I mentioned, we also have package materials. But let's first look at the remaining fields in the master data definition for the product. So we can go we back to in. the main data. Mm -hmm. um, and there is another tab. Uh, it's actually uh, sales general plant. Mm -hmm. um, this is... Um, Yeah, more required for the package material itself. Um, so important here to know that for product material master data, the package builder does not expect any or require any mandatory attribute to be defined. Okay. So let's look at the final possibility in the master data yep. definition for the view. It's called WM packaging almost to the to the final tabs okay and here we have the uh, area package building settings yeah there are some general settings uh, settings above uh, which are again not considered by the package builder itself so we focus on the package building settings and this is completely new uh, starting with the 1909 s4 release and on the tm standalone site the tm 9.6 so it was actually uh, invented uh, for the new package building mode so it's very related to the package builder optimizer um, and the first thing that you can do here is the reference product for package building um, we already mentioned that one of the um, yeah, main goals of the new developments have been to reduce the required definitions to run a package building in uh, a scenario where you have many products and many product groups that behave the same. Um, so this is actually the point to assign products um, to a reference product where you then can maintain centrally all of the for example target package type definitions or how does this product group behave regarding orientation so can i turn it or can i tilt it so all of the definitions that we are going to talk about now um, i would expect in bigger customer scenarios to be maintained not on the product level but on the reference product level Of course, if you run a scenario where all of your materials are completely different, um, you can maintain it in the product or it would even be required to maintain it um, in the product because everything has something specific. But as soon as uh, you have some groups of products, you are always encouraged to raise it on uh, a higher level of definition to maintain it centrally. Okay, so it's, um, it's a feature that we provide to make it the maintenance easier i would also say if you have a reference product here this is like a parent child relationship so you would have some kind of hierarchy then defined. yeah this is possible yes uh, this is right um so uh, you can actually use the uh, hierarchy of the reference product for multiple different purposes so 
the main purpose I already mentioned to maintain uh, yeah, things that are relevant for a product group centrally and to reduce in this manner the, uh, the maintenance effort. But you can also use it to steer the package building processing logic to keep some product groups, uh, groups together. So you can completely put all of your products into uh, unlimited uh, hierarchy, but you have to be aware that um, hierarchies tend uh, to be also yeah, yeah, costly regarding runtime. So you shouldn't make up uh, <laughs> reference material levels uh, just for, uh, for artificial sake. Um, so you should, of course, carefully evaluate uh, your product structure, but you are not limited there. But for now, let's look maybe at the product before going into more detail of this, uh, into this reference material hierarchy. I think later we will also uh, talk uh, uh, about an example of our material master data that we use internally and then maybe it becomes clearer. Okay, good. The next field is called product shape. Yes, uh, the product shape is an interesting field because so far all of the uh, material definitions... Um, that we had have been cubic definitions. So uh, we always assumed uh, that uh, all of the materials that we process are cubic. And now for the very first time, uh, it is possible to um, create cylindric master data materials. So if you open the F4 help for this field, you find there uh, a definition for cuboid. So this is the default setting, but you also find free uh, options to define cylindric materials. So do they lay on the floor and so like pipes or are they standing upwards? So like kegs. Mm -hmm. um, so. Okay, interesting. And it's the, is this then considered for, for display purposes or actually some, what are the, the what does it mean? So it's considered... Uh, First of all, for the display purpose, so if you uh, open the load plan visualization within a TM freight document, for example, uh, it will reflect the selected product shape, but it's also um, an additional, at that stage, information um, for the optimizer, it doesn't currently um, consider um, the cylindric object as a cylinder, but also as an abstract cuboid. But um, there it gives, for example, custom um, projects yeah, additional enhancement options to steer the behavior of the optimizer in the optimizer pre- and post-processing body. Okay, and of course in the package builder also the possibility to consider this for yep. some Yep. Possibility, but as you mentioned, first only for custom enhancements, and other than that, uh, but it's a great foundation if we later want to have some further um, algorithms to to have better packing possibilities in the package builder. Great. Okay, and here we have a familiar uh, profile that we right, already we all, yeah right. We already stumbled uh, across the product orientation profile in the package building profile, where we mentioned that there you can define the default behavior of the materials in your system. For example, I typically do not tilt. I only turn things on 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 the floor. Um, but here within the product definitions you can be more specific so here would be the right spot to define your yeah, exemptions i would say so my understanding would be uh, to not adjust all of the material master datas in uh, large volume scenarios i would not um, yeah, define all of the um, default behaviors in here i would only uh, define the exemptions Okay, mm, so this will always win. So it will override whatever is maintained that's in the package builder profile. That's true. And if you leave it empty, the material behaves like the default is defined. The next uh, ones are some um, yeah, interesting ones. We uh, The first one is called overhang threshold. Yeah, basically, if you have a scenario where you have some very, very stable products in a carton, or for example in a drum that always must go on the on the on the 
bottom of the pallet and you have some lighter products but in bigger cartons that you need to stack on top of the smaller ones uh, here you can define what is still safe from a packing and transportation point of view uh, by defining the overhang threshold so how much percent of the bigger carton can overhang uh, if for example uh, insufficient quantity of the uh, of the bottom product okay there. so um okay how much of the bottom must be in contact with the yeah with right, the larger right, one right right but um probably also the same mm, okay so it's a minimum percentage and it will be considered by the by the optimizer then only right this is all for the detailed mixed package building using the optimizer and the next one probably also related to the same um, optimizer settings or features it's called bridge threshold yeah i will not go into detail of the functionality so i would recommend to use here the f1 help defining how uh, the package builder optimizer leverages those definitions so we have the bridge threshold and we have the maximum slope uh, slope for bridges mm -hmm. and we also have the absolute height threshold okay so some fancy features from the optimizer to make your detailed package building even more complicated but powerful so so all of those fields are basically meant to yeah define the range how heterogeneous a palette can become when the products are not yeah equal when you stack them on top of each other so basically you define here how much is allowed uh, that it doesn't fall over i would i would call it yeah so you actually define how real the packaging will get because i mean when you package it in real life mm -hmm. you will resort to those kinds of yeah. inaccuracies i mean if we have the package builder doing the perfect uh, calculations and we set up here some tolerances to make it more real, then I, I would also guess you, you can achieve a lot of space um, savings during packaging. Yeah, that is true. So more or less those fields are optional. If you run a more or less uh, standardized packaging scenario where you have very stable layers or more or less uh, normalized um, um, cartons, for example, but as soon as you have, yeah, multiple different products uh, this is actually the spot to steer the result of the package builder and to be uh, precise here um, in such heterogeneous scenarios if you leave this empty and do not give the optimizer um, a range to create a better palette you might end up in more palettes than you would actually expect so but this is very very yeah, customer product specific. So here goes all of the brain power in uh, to really get the result out of the optimizer that you uh, want and require for your packing and transportation purpose. Okay, so together with the rules that we already saw for the optimizer, these are like the advanced topics the, for tweaking the behavior. Okay, good. So this concludes, I think, the... Um, settings for the definitions for master data we looked at the product or at a product i would then propose we look at the at the package material just to see what difference we have before going into more detail for the reference material hierarchy so if we look at a product or, uh, let's maybe open a palette so it's good to start with a palette. I think the typical scenario that uh, the, also the package builder from a functionality point of view uh, started with was the direct packing of products onto a palette or into a palette cage. And only later it learned then uh, multi-level packaging hierarchies where you, for example, put products first into cartons and then the cartons onto the palette in all of the combinations. So it's good to start with the palette. Okay, so in the first view, the basic data, we have the same uh, fields, mainly or mostly, that we had for the product. We have the ID, we have the description, also the base unit of measure. 
is there something else that differentiates a normal product from a packaging material that is maybe relevant here? Yeah, when creating the package material, you have to select the correct material type, I think, uh, that all of the packaging relevant attributes are then available when maintaining um, the material master. Okay, so that's very important. So if you find that you are missing some of the fields that we want to address shortly, you need to consider that the material needs to be created correctly as a as a packaging material. Yes, and I'm no master data material expert, so I always have a hard time if I in my demo scenarios have created the packaging material maybe uh, erroneously. Uh, and I miss some fields, it's very hard to uh, get them uh, added later. Yes, uh, I can relate. Yes. So, and under the additional data, again, here for the package builder, relevant is the unit of measure definition. Typically, if it's your top-level package material, so in this case, the pallet, um, your, the package builder only requires one entry there, and that would be the base unit. Um, to base unit of measure, one-to-one -one entry, where you define the size um, and also the weight of the package material. Okay, and here the um, dimensions that we also had, for example, when we defined the full package, uh, is it then something that is not uh, considered here at this place, or will it be considered, so for example, if I have a full package definition for our CAN product, 100 cases equals one pallet, and there we have the definition, the dimensions for the pallet. And here, when we are at the actual package material, and we have also the entry for the package material dimensions, um, do they need to be the same, or are they independently? Um, actually, if you if you assign a product to a package material, and this package material is defined as open, and we come to that setting uh, in a minute. Uh, it will always pick up the length and width defini uh, definition from here and add the height that is defined here with the product height coming from the full quantity palette defined in the product. So that it will sum up the height, for example, for a palette, maybe 14 or 15 centimeters high, you define in, in the palette material master data and in the full quantity definition for the product, you say my full quantity palette is one dot four meters high, but this only uh, reflects the product itself. So the result of the full pallet will then be 1.4 meters plus the um, 15 centimeters coming from here. Okay, good. And we um, usually we don't need more definitions, yep. at least for a top package, but mm -hmm. maybe we can look at some example where, for example, we have some nested packaging yeah, so uh, for a carton material, where you say I first uh, put the products into the carton and then the carton onto the pallet, actually the carton behaves like it would be a product. So here you can again add a full quantity pallet definition or package definition. So 40 cartons, whatever is in there is uh, irrelevant, make a full quantity package. You can also define layer definitions, so eight cartons make a make a stable layer. So here then, then even if it's not a product material, but it's a package material, it behaves for the for the package builder the same. Okay. If we go back to the material master overview, we see then um, the sales general plant yep. um, tab that you mentioned previously. But and, yeah, yes. and here it is important under the packaging material data that you find uh, a little bit further down. There's the indicator if it's a closed package material or not. And this is very important for the package builder. Um, because it specifies then how it behaves when I try to put something onto it. And obviously it's completely different if I put something into it because then the dimension of the package material defines yeah, its final uh, shape uh, when it's packaged. So only the weight then changes. Um, and also important here is the definition of the maximum packet wa package weight allowed. 
Um, I always explain it uh, that way. Here for the package material, I would always define the global limit for my company. That might be a physical limit um, yeah, given by um, yeah, the package material itself. So I would never put more than two tons onto a Euro pallet. Uh, or within my company, I'm sure I would never put more than yeah 1,800 kilograms onto that pallet. The package builder, and we come to that when we talk about the product package type assignment, has multiple spots to define limits regarding the height and also the weight. Uh, but this here in the material master data, defining the package material always defines the global limit and it can never be raised by any other definition except the enhancement spot. Mm -hmm. And because it's easy to get confused, we have here some fields also called stackability factor or reference material for packaging, but these are not relevant for our use case. And we mentioned only the fields that we actually mentioned are relevant for the package builder. So that's correct. Okay, so something as package material type may also be relevant for the application, but the package builder will not uh, consider this. So it will only receive from here the capacities that you mentioned for weight and volume and the uh, setting, whether it's a closed or um, an open package material. That's correct. So we can switch to the already mentioned tab for the product material, so the WM... Um, packaging definitions and here uh, in the middle of the screen you find the maximum packaging where you can define um, yeah, the limits regarding the dimension of the package so very important for a pallet because it's open <laughs> uh, so here um, similar to the weight definition I would recommend to define the global limit for the pallet so within my company I would never package a pallet higher than two meters for example okay um, and um, here important to consider for closed package materials uh, they are defined by the unit of measure entry for the base unit of measure regarding their dimension and if you do not maintain here a maximum packaging defining more or less the inner shape of the uh, pallet cage or the carton uh, the package builder will take the outer dimension because then you say uh, I do not want to maintain the inner attributes um, because maybe the walls are so thin that I don't care uh, in my scenario so this kind of reduces the uh, maintenance effort for the package material but typically I would expect if you have a closed package material to also find some uh, yeah, smaller limits uh, compared to the outer dimensions that you maintain. And if there is a volume that can be calculated from this, is there um, like a priority in regards to the other volume definition that we saw in the sales and general plant tab? Yeah, um, again, this field in the sales general plant is not considered at all. Okay, so only the weight in, yeah. the, in this regard. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry, yeah. Good. We have here also the package building settings, uh, which will would be relevant for the package in some for the package material, does this uh, apply also to the reference material hierarchy? Can we there also have like the uh, maintenance, uh, maybe the advantages of having a, a reference product? Yeah, so the if a carton is further packaged onto a pallet, um, it behaves like the product. So also there it is possible to raise the uh, definitions onto a higher level. Okay, but there would be some things that, don't make sense for now maybe having something like a product shape but uh, although you never know you could have some packaging materials with shape but those are things that that will be relevant in the future yeah. um, and the same as the uh, fields for the optimizer so those that's also some advanced uh, tweaking that we yeah. We'll not go into detail now. Yeah, I mean, we have to mention here that we just started with the detailed package building and I'm pretty sure that this area will grow in the future. Um, but uh, the detailed mixed package building is only one release old. Uh, so we are now eager uh, waiting for feedback from the customers where we need to invest more. 
but I think this is the uh, foundation now that we will build on. Great. Good. I think this concludes the material master definition that we um, have seen for the product and for the package. And I would say let's go into a little bit more insight into the reference material hierarchy. And what would you then propose? Uh, what would be a good way of looking at this? Um, our understanding was that it is very hard to get an overview about um, yeah, the products that you have in your scenario as soon as you uh, try to arrange them in a hierarchy. So we have uh, enhanced the package builder test report as a central yeah, maintenance or overview tool about the material master data. So you can enter the transaction uh, with a namespace SCMB and then test underscore uh, PB. And uh, there is an execution mode um, where you can say product reference uh, hierarchy up and down. Okay, let me see. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and if you switch to that, and maybe we start with up. So you have you you start to understand how a product behaves in your system. So you have some specific product. You enter it there. Okay. So for example, our can product that right. we looked right. previously. And if you do so, and you execute the package builder in that um, in that execution mode, uh, you get a result uh, screen mm -hmm. that basically contains on the left side uh, an overview of the uh, currently relevant products you take a look at. On the top right side, you find a tree of the material hierarchy that uh, this yeah basic product has been added to you find many many attributes and on the bottom you find the specifics if there are table like attributes attached so for example we already talked about the unit of measure definitions that are attached to the product and also to the reference products above um, and we also have the product package type assignment we are go going to talk about um um, I think in the next episode and you have here the chance to get an overview from coming from the product itself. Good. Um, and what we see here uh, on the screen is that we have uh, actually three levels of uh, the hierarchy above. So above the uh, specific product, there is a reference um, product uh, for all of the can products that behave the same from a packaging perspective and then on top we have another level uh, grouping all of the can products together and on that level they have a different size so for example you have half a liter cans and you have uh, the typical i think 330 mil uh, cans and they behave from the packaging of course different because they have different package quantities but you still want to group everything that is can like and separate it kind of from the from the plastic stuff and from the glass stuff and then on the highest level we bring all of this together um under the umbrella of, for example, an ambient reference material where we can then define on this level 99% of my products go onto a chap pellet or a euro pellet. Mm -hmm. Ambient in the sense of uh, temperature, for example, if for it's example. temperature for controlled yeah. or ambient. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay and, so we and, have the tree. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, in the bottom of the tree, we have the product that we selected, as you mentioned. Yep. Uh, and going up into the tree, we would see every level of reference material that we have above it. And you mentioned also in the lower part, we have also some other um, settings or other areas. So if I select one product, there's a checkbox uh, right next to each product and level. Um, what's or wow, how could I actually get the information that, that I want for a product or yeah. for a level? There are icons uh, for each of the lines. Uh, and if you, for example, click on the alternative unit of measure definitions, you double click on that, then the uh, lower left uh, screen area is filled that you don't need to navigate into the product itself mm -hmm. to get an overview, for example, on which level is the full quantity definition made. 
So, is it in that scenario, if I have set up this reference material hierarchy, I would not expect to find, for example, the definition 100 cases make a full palette on the product itself, but I would expect to find it one level above. And from my perspective, it would even be a master data yeah. at least issue if I mean also maintain it on a lower level because then I have some redundancy and if I have a discrepancy there it might lead to unexpected results. Okay. So Is here really always uh, you can click on the icons in the line and then the relevant screen area is filled. But one very powerful thing in here is you can also jump directly into the product, maintain and change attributes in there and come back into the package builder test report. And I know customers that completely started to maintain all of their attributes in the material master data starting always in the package builder test report. You can also navigate uh, to the product package type assignment with uh, buttons on top of the uh, of the result tree. Um, so it's very powerful. In That's here. very handy, yes. I mean, you could probably set up the whole of the package builder settings from, from here. Yeah. Is there also a way to jump into the package builder profile from, from this view? Mm, no, probably I don't not. think so. Because it's also independent, I mean... I right. think you can jump into the package builder profile if you run the package builder test report in a different execution mode. If you run a real package building scenario where the package building profile is relevant and picked up, there is a new screen area where you can do that. But not in the material definition itself because it's separated. So I have a question regarding the setup of the, um, um, of the reference material. So... If I have, uh, as you mentioned, we have, of course, the maintenance advantage that we don't need to maintain so many data if we have a reference material. Uh, but you also mentioned that we have a performance penalty if we have too many levels in the hierarchy. Is there also a performance advantage if we try to maintain many, um, or if you want to maintain some reference material for lots of products? Yeah, I mean, from a processing logic, it's, of course, an advantage to have it in a central spot. So, for example, you have 100 products that behave completely the same, and this is represented in one reference material. It's, of course, easier to pick it up from one spot. So, I guess, from a definition point of view, when we process the basic definitions that are required for the later processing, uh, it should be quicker. Um, but compared to the real processing for the algorithm to build a mixed palette that should not have such a such a large effect okay and if you look at the projects that you have seen from customers because i guess we don't have like a, a recommendation this is the sweet spot for the number of levels but what would you say is a, a normal or a, maybe a, a sane amount of levels that, that the hierarchy might have yeah i mean um the example that we discuss here Uh, from my point of view makes sense. Um, I can uh, imagine that some customers might have at least one level more to represent, uh, I think, e more concrete packaging examples and to separate products when building mixed pallets a little bit better. But I would really ask myself if I have four and then maybe five or six, is it really relevant? Mm -hmm. So my starting point would always be um, to have a first level reference material that expresses for me things packaged the same and then maybe one level above. And this would my starting point. And then for each new level, I would really need a um, yeah, good reason to introduce this into my material hierarchy. Mm-hmm. So okay, if I, so for example, would never have the requirement to separate can and PET and glass products from each other, I would not require the separation, even if they would fall into such categories. But if it doesn't make any difference from, from a packaging perspective, I would leave this material hierarchy level out. Okay, so one possible pattern would be At the first level is of a reference material to have like some dimensions uh, that are common, yep, correct, grouped together, 
and maybe uh, one another one above to have other criteria such as temperature but there is no i mean there is no required definition you could do it also the other way around it makes sense to look at it in detail in your use case and try to come up with a uh, with a good approach that is easy to maintain and not too large in the number of levels and one recommendation would be to be really careful about the decision what is my reference material that i use to yeah minimize my definitions required for the package building and what is the reference material that i use for grouping of of the multiple products because in such Uh, reference materials i would not expect any definitions like a full quantity definition like a layer definition so they are more or less empty and just use as a anchor to group the things below so they would pretty much have no meaning from an attribute perspective okay great so i think um, we can start to wrap it up mm -hmm. Yeah. We had a look in this episode at the master data definition, both for normal products and for packaging materials. We looked also at the powerful feature of having a material hierarchy defined in the form of reference materials. And of course, uh, we took a, another look at the very powerful test report, which makes it quite easy to maintain such a, a hierarchy. We believe that in the next episode we will look at the package type assignment and what we looked at today, the master data, is one of the requirements that we will have for the package type assignment. And at this point I would like to thank Markus again for this great um, insight into the package builder settings and I would be very glad if you would join us for the next episode of this TM Podcast Black Belt edition. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. Okay, then have a nice week and hear you next time. Bye-bye.